What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Yo, 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 put on your gloves and let's do this thing. Hey, y'all know what's up. We're going to cover everything about the UFC tonight. Conor McGregor versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. And man, we got JP on the line and JP is pissed off. JP, tell him what's up. Gentlemen, for 20 fucking years, many men and women, some of the best human beings I've ever met in my life, myself included in that list, and I'm not saying I'm a great human being, but many fucking people have busted their ass and taken many measures for very little, if any, pay at all to fucking take steps and prove that this sport is not the negative stigma or is not about the mentality that some people held at the beginning that this sport was full of unintelligent, undisciplined, street fucking thugs and goons. That all got thrown right down the toilet tonight. Gone forever. And at this point, I've covered thousands of events. I don't give a fuck if I ever fucking cover a UFC event again. I don't care. I am so disgusted, I'm embarrassed, I'm humiliated that I've attached my name to this sport. I'm humiliated that people like the great, the late Ryan Jimmo and fucking Shane Del Rosario and Kevin Randleman, people who busted their ass for fucking free for this sport, gave their lives for this sport to see what we saw at the end of the night because the UFC wants a cheap publicity. They wanted cheap plugs and they've allowed Conor McGregor to act like a goddamn fool. And now, you know, you've pissed off Habib and he turns around and acts like just as big of a fool. Is this what this sport's become? Is this is what, if this is what, is this what MMA's become? Barroom bullshit? I don't want nothing to do with it. If this is what MMA is about, then I'm out. Because frankly, this isn't the sport that Tito Ortiz got into that put on the mainstream map. This isn't the sport that fucking people, like I said, like Ryan Jimmo, like Ronda Rousey, like fucking, you know, Rich Franklin, Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre, the names could go on. This isn't the sport that people like that wanted when they put it on the map. Man, this I has think... turned into some drunken bullshit at Buffalo Wild Wings where Connor's got his casual fans. They come in there, they can't even fucking spell his name right. They go in, they get drunk, they act like retards at the fucking event, Man. hitting women, acting like fucking idiots. And then you have the fighters going in the cage and doing the same thing. It's a joke. It's, it's a joke it was, and it's a shame was... because you know what? This crazy. was a fucking great event. Go ahead. It was it was crazy out there tonight. Uh, for everybody that doesn't know, Khabib beat the hell out of Conor McGregor for about four rounds and uh, beat him in, with a neck crank. Conor tapped out, and then Khabib, like, pushes Conor McGregor, grabs his head, and started talking. And then he turns around, starts talking to the cornermen, and he jumps over the cage and the, was it one of Connor guys that took a swing first? Yeah, it was, it was Dylan Danis, his jiu-jitsu coach. His jiu-jitsu coach took a swing at Khabib. Khabib starts fighting him. Everybody jumps in. And then Khabib's guys jump over the cage and start beating up Conor McGregor. And now, every single one of them should be in fucking jail. Every single one of them should be in jail for us all. I really um, thought that's what was going to happen. I thought they were going to take everyone to jail. That's what I thought. I thought we were, as I'm watching this, I'm sitting here in the fucking press row thinking to myself, 
we're going to see the fucking Nevada State Telecom Police come in and escort these people out in handcuffs. And this was the biggest fucking stage. This has been promoted as the biggest fight in MMA history. It probably shattered pay-per-view buys. And oh, those yeah. who are tuning in to watch MMA for the first time, they witnessed that. They witnessed that to close out the fucking money fight. Instead, And, you know, the sad thing is, instead of talking about the many great things that happened at this event, including, by the way, Herbie Habib's fucking dominant performance, we have not seen Conor ever get beaten that badly in, in the UFC. I okay. mean, you're, you're, as a matter of fact, even going back to his fucking entire career, I've never seen Conor get that decisively defeated. We've seen him lose before. Habib fucking mauled him. But instead of talking about Habib establishing himself as one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in MMA history, we're talking about this fucking juvenile, fifth-grade bullshit. Yeah, and, you and know, this, this was an amazing card. There were so many highlights and knockouts. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the way I, I mean, the way I see it is... You know the the fight was pretty good, and then at the end of at the end it just got pretty crazy. I mean, I guess McGregor was you know cheating the you know whole time with but the toes on the fence. The Conor, and yeah, all the, the other Conor stuff he McGregor was doing. cheated through this whole fight. And he, 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 he cheated. And he still got his ass fucking handed to him. Right. He cheated like a bitch, and he still got beat right. down like one. I I mean, he still destroyed him. I think that's what pissed him off so right. much. I think that's what got uh, Khabib, Khabib so Khabib. mad. Because no, let me let me let me tell you what got Habib mad. Let me tell you what got Habib mad. The build up to this, and this is the UFC's fault for fucking allowing this horse shit to go on. I keep saying that Conor McGregor gets away with more stuff Murder, than anybody much. else. He gets to th- throw things okay. at you. He gets to hit you during the weigh-ins. He gets to smack your teammates. He gets to throw dollies at the bus and fuck up cards. And Khabib oh. was fed up. He was fed up with it. You know what? He was talking. And it wasn't you know, the whole dolly bullshit at Madison Square Garden where she got a slap on her wrist. Or, you know, he got a poo-poo, Connor, don't do it again because you sell fucking pay-per-view buys. The slapping teammates, the hitting people in the fucking head, the insulting his father, talking about his religion, which you don't fuck with a Muslim by talking about their religion. You just don't, you don't talk about any man's religion. Especially, you know, you talk about a guy who's a devout fucking Muslim and you're trashing his religion. You're bringing up his manager's fucking father issues. I mean, this guy has pushed, this guy no pun intended, has poked the fucking bear so long that Habib couldn't handle it anymore. But you know what? I'm not going to take blame away from Habib. I'm not, because ben, Benjamin Franklin once said it's better to keep your mouth shut and, and let people think you're a fool than open your mouth and remove all doubt. Yeah. Habib, you know, should have just kept his fucking cool, kept his mouth shut. You know what? He went in there and he beat Connor's fucking teeth down his throat. He embarrassed, he threw him around. He fucking choked him out. He, you know, Connor did everything but kick him in the balls to fucking get an advantage. and still had nothing for him. Yeah, he you won the battle. You won shorts. the war. He was putting his fingers in his glove. He was grabbing the fence. He was towing the fence. He was yeah. doing every, like, dirty underhand attack that in the book. And Khabib <laughs> was talking to him while beating him up. And I would have thought that that would have been enough. You know, you beat the man. You you pretty much embarrassed the man. I mean, that stuff at the end, it just, there was no place for that, really. I mean, I don't like McGregor as much as anybody else. But, you know, that was over the line, way over the line. Well, you know what? That's the whole thing is, it's like I tell my kids. When somebody talks shit about him, and, you know, it's like I tell my kids when, you know, well, this kid does this and this kid does that, and I tell me the stupid piece of shit. Well, guess what? You've relegated yourself to that level. He just relegated himself to fucking Connor's Connor's level. All you got to do, you know, you don't have to shake his hand. And I don't want to hear the last thing I wanted to hear 
was this this let's suck each other's dick post fight. Oh, I, I respect Connor. He's the greatest. No, you hate Connor's fucking guts, and I get it. You know, and you should. If somebody talked about my father, my religion, you know, it would, did all the shit that Connor did, I'd hate his fucking guts too, and I wouldn't shake his hand. Yeah, but you know what? Plenty Raise of fights that, that ended without handshakes. Ronda and Misha, Daniel and, and John Jones, and mm-hmm. ev- and there's a lot of rivals, but we haven't seen anything like this since Fabricio Verdum and Travis Brown got to fight in each other's corners. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? Verdum and Brown, listen, Verdum and Brown was, was, was child's play compared to this. I mean, you know, Verdum threw a fucking push kick at Edmund Tervadian, who, you know, Edmund's a fucking, you know, he's a unique character. You saw a push kick, and to me, that was embarrassing. This was nothing short of a fucking street brawl, and I'm afraid to know what's going to happen because I've left. I'm afraid to fucking find out what happens after this. I mean, is this nonsense going to continue? I mean, and again, is this what this sport is all about? Is this what this sport has become? Has the UFC become that fucking desperate for ratings and for fucking cheap publicity that they're going to allow something like this to spiral out of fucking control? And like I said, this isn't a one-night thing. This wasn't a spur of the moment. No. You know, the heat, heat of the battle, heat of the emotions. This is going on one fucking year that this nonsense has been going on. It's been almost a year, if I'm not mistaken, since the whole Madison Square Garden bullshit where Artem Lobov acted like a complete fucking imbecile, which, by the way, the only reason that guy has a job in the UFC is because he's Connor's fucking buddy. You know, I mean, it's just you allow shit like this to happen. You allow your fucking dog to... And again, do I blame Connor? Yeah, Connor's a grown-ass man, but you know what? It's like the kid that you allow to continue to fucking break the rules, break the rules. You, you don't give your kid any discipline. You let him run wild. You let him cuss and swear. Yeah, you let him smoke. You let him doing all of that. And the tipping point really was when he hit him at the weigh-ins. He throws kicks at the weigh-ins, and there's yeah. no punishment. No, no. There was no punishment. The guy throws a fucking kick at the weigh-ins, and, I mean, like I said, I don't blame Habib for being angry. This guy did everything but spit in his fucking face, which, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's humiliating. Like I said, the whole fucking thing, you let, you let this Conor McGregor fucking, this character, this charade, this whatever it is, spiral out of control. You let this kid act like a fucking petulant fucking juvenile delinquent. And you know what? The more you allow your kid to act out, the more they're going to do it. So you can't blame Conor McGregor 100% for this because you know what? That's like leaving your dog through your fucking furniture and then getting pissed off at him when he fucking destroys the couch. I mean, you know. And then, what do you think? Do you think they're still going to give them, like, fight of the night bonuses or any of that stuff? Oh, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> if the UFC does what's right, you'll never see Conor McGregor or Habib in the fucking octagon again. If that that's what's, you know, if the UFC does what's right, these two won't get fight of the night. These two will be fucking banned. And and also, a big takeaway was Dana refused to put the belt on Khabib also. He would refuse to now make the announcements with any of them in the ring, in the octagon. Mm-hmm. Was it, I, this was before, now this was before, this was before the fucking, you know, this was before the big melee, right? He this said, was before. If he put the belt on him, then he felt like the fans were going to start throwing stuff and they were going to beat up each other. Oh, well. This is what you got in return. And by the way, that's a nice little fuck you, Habib. He just pissed all over your fucking, you know, he just pissed all over your cash cow. And that's what a lot of it was. You're worried about the fan reaction. You're going to allow these guys go out there and, you know, uh, fucking act like 
act like the, the bloods and the damn crips out there act like it's fucking you know a bunch of goons it's it's just pathetic it's pathetic the whole ordeal is pathetic well, the and whole, frankly the UFC should be ashamed of themselves the whole lead up to this fight was one big show for Conor McGregor I mean this guy gets all the promo shots this guy they let him wear both the belts like he was still champion which I really didn't understand they let him promote his alcohol throughout the whole thing. He's got his alcohol posted on the ground. They let him bring Drake to the weigh-ins on stage with him. They let him hit Khabib many a times leading up to this fight. They let him put his hands on him. During the weigh-ins, he punches his fist and throws high kicks at him. And then when Khabib isn't even tired after the fourth round. He's still ready to fight. Yeah. Yeah. And you get an angry, pissed off Russian Muslim that's going at you that you didn't talked about his whole family, his religion, his dad, who he named himself after, and right. all of that. And what do you expect? What do you think's going to happen? Well, uh, but the one you. thing I can say is. Mm-hmm. For Khabib's boys to jump over the fence and blindside McGregor, that was wrong, dude. That was chicken shit. That was chicken shit. He was already defeated, not moving, nothing. And they jump in and beat the hell out of him. They're no better. And you know the whole thing is, I'll tell you one person that was there ringside, Dan Cormier. Dan Cormier, who is one of Khabib's teammates, who is everything that's right about this fucking sport. Okay. Everything that's good about this sport that doesn't get nearly enough headlines because he's not a fucking idiot enough. He doesn't act like he's fucking six years old and, and you know, it, and do petty insults that right. I would think is above my fucking five-year-old son. Uh, he's at ringside trying to talk to Habib and his teammates, his teammates, saying, knock this shit off, you're giving the sport a black eye. I mean, this is Dan Cormier, by the way, two-division champion who is about to get stripped of his lightweight belt so they can give John Jones his 15th fucking chance after his latest slap on the fucking wrist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you wonder why All because are DC's for hand's broken and they wanted him to fight in November. Yeah, yeah. They wanted him to fight at the Madison Square Garden card. They wanted him to fight fucking at the MSG card. His hand's broke. Dane Cormier, who, by the way, has never said no to anything the UFC's ever done, has a broken hand. And let me tell you, you could cut Dan Cormier's fucking leg off and he'd fucking fight for the UFC, especially when the fact that he was being offered that John Jones fight. He's not medically cleared, but you're going to try to strip him of his belt to give a guy who has fucked you over so many times that, that he should be a fucking, he should have his own, you know, there shouldn't be a fucking wing in the Hall of Fame for John. John should be in the Hall of Fame for the wing. Uh, it should be in the Hall of Fame for his accomplishments. He should have his own wing for the most times he's fucked the UFC over. I can't think of anybody that's done more to embarrass this sport than him, McGregor. including McGregor. McGregor will be McGregor. right next to him. Him and McGregor should share the same fucking ward in that Hall of Fame, you know what I mean? This guy has gotten chance after chance, but you're going to strip Cormier, who's done the only thing this guy's ever fucking done that you could look at as a negative fucking thing is say no to a fight in November because he's got a broken fucking hand. But we're going to screw him. It's just, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. And, and, you know, it's, this is what the sport's becoming. It's a joke. Uh, Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Dan Cormier. Dean Cormier, 
a pretty well well established UFC guy. Mm-hmm. The company man does everything right. Dominant champion. If Dan Cormier had pulled one fourth of the shit that fucking Connor did, would he still be in the UFC? Not not just oh, him. Not. They fired guys for way less. Dude, they fired Jason Hyde for bumping into a ref after a fucking fight. They fucking fired Paul Daly. They banned Paul Daly for life for soccer punching Josh Koscheck yeah, after a fight. Josh Koscheck after the fight. They they fired Yair Rodriguez for not being able to fight. Yeah. They, they stripped Colby Covington, who, by the way, I'm not a, hardly a fan of. I'm hardly a Colby Covington fan. I think his stick is old, boring, and fucking washed out. I think he's another one that's reaching deep for fucking cheap heat. Uh, they stripped Colby Covington of uh, you know of his interim title because he can't fight on six weeks' notice. Hey, what the fuck? What's going on here? Right. You know what I mean? Tony Ferguson of his interim title. Yeah. Tony Ferguson, because all, all that Ferguson did is, I don't know, blew his fucking knee out. I mean, you know, it's not like he... You know, he could have got in there with no knee and fought, right? The commission would have... And they couldn't wait six months for him? Well, of course not. But but don't, don't let Connor go box Floyd Mayweather, though, and throw Bali to fucking bosses, and they won't strip him. I mean, this is, this is fucking embarrassing. And like I said, if I were... If I were a fucking... If I were any other fighter in the UFC, I'd ask for my release tonight. I would ask for my release because let me tell you, Bellator's looking better and better by the fucking day. Yeah, yeah, they're looking good, I'm telling you. And and this whole incident overshadows such an amazing card because the prelims were off the hook. That's a sad thing. That's a sad thing. If you look at this card... From top to bottom, it was a fucking hell of a card. There was so much good that happened on this. I mean, you know, Tony Ferguson's fucking dominant performance. Tony Ferguson next in line. His dominant performance against the former champion, Estad and Anthony Pettis, coming off a blown knee six months. He blew his knee out six months ago. He hardly looked like he had a fucking thing wrong with him in there against Estad. And let's not get it twisted. Anthony Pettis was throwing some shit. He was throwing capoeira kicks and cartwheel kicks and all types of shit. And it was an amazing fight. And uh, Pettis' head was busted open bleeding everywhere and they were smiling at each other yeah yeah hell of a fight hell of a fight you know and, and that was a fucking do- a dominant performance for ferguson coming off a blown knee pettis looked good out there pettis looked like the pettis of old at 155 pounds oh, man, you so know what about, what about i'm so happy to see pettis looking back to inform himself but of course he broke his hand in the second round which sucks yeah which that was the big controversy of the night before all that. Fortunately, Duke Rufus is off the hook for throwing in a towel. He's off the hook now. That's going to be an afterthought. What else is going to be an afterthought is the fucking, you know, uh, you talk about a guy who came into this event with something to prove. Last time we saw Derek Lewis, it was the worst fight I've seen in fucking 10 years at least. It's probably one of the worst fights you'll ever see in a UFC cage. He comes out there at night, gets the piss kicked out of him for fucking, you know, for 19 minutes and 50, 19 minutes and 46 seconds and fucking picks up a win with 10 seconds to go. I mean, one of the greatest comebacks you'll ever see. 11 That's, seconds I left. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. I mean, that man got the brakes beat off of him and then 11 seconds to go. It's like his opponent was just coasting and then got caught. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's something you should be talking about. That's something you should be talking about. That's but that's going to be overshadowed by all this. Being undefeated is crazy. Against Ovin St. Prue? Dominic 
Reyes, exactly. Dom, Dominic Reyes put his name on the map at a suddenly wide open 205 pound weight class. He looked like a fucking stud against a former title contender in St. Peru. Out. Knocked Ovin St. Peru out. Huh? Crazy. Uh, and I haven't uh, seen Ovin's get knocked out because he went five rounds with John Jones. Yeah. He went five with Jones and fucking, you know, Jones didn't dominate him like this. I mean, it's, 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 there was so much good that happened. They still named it a decision, though, because after Reyes hit him, the the horn sounded and nobody heard it. Reyes does the walk off like he won, like he won, and the ref tells him you got to get up. Uh, And then uh, he he stands up, and they says instead of it being a TKO, it's a decision, which was a controversy of the night to me, because that was a clear knockout. That was. That's the difference between a knockout of the night or a performance of the night bonus or not. I mean, so there, there was. I mean, but you know, even there were, even if you know that all to decide. I mean, Reyes. Look, Reyes punched his name as a top two hundred five pounder. I mean, he he's in. He's very much in that mix now. And suddenly, division it looks a hell of a lot better than it did six weeks ago. You got him in there. You've got fucking uh, Moretta. You've got uh, Tiago Santos in there. Yeah, so suddenly Santos, we're, and we're, then we're, and then you got the fight coming up with Anthony Smith and uh, No Time. Ozdemir. Yep. I mean Vulcan Uzdemir. Those two are going to be fighting. So it's really looking good at two five. And here comes John Jones to spoil it all again. Yeah. Well. Good. That's another one that, you know, one, two, three, if you take the three strikes rule, you know, John Jones' ass should have been flying out the fucking door long ago, but, uh, how many second chances is he going to get? The sad thing about him is there's a fucking running bet. I mean, there are Vegas odds over how long it's going to take, how many fights John Jones is going to have in the octagon again before he fucks up. I mean, you know, that's, that's... That's crazy that that's what the sport's based on to get money. Because I guarantee you that even even with Michelle Watterson getting the amazing win that she got in an incredible fight, the whole prelims with Sergio Pettis really getting beat up by Juicy A Formiga, and all of that stuff that happened, everything that happened, this Conor McGregor thing is going to be the most talked about thing for the next next couple of weeks. I mean, we say it all the time on this show. We've said it a million times. Controversy moves the needle. I could not believe what I was seeing. It sucks. It really does. Like, all that stuff there just pretty much, as JP said, erases what happened during the whole card. Because I was jumping up and yelling during the whole card. But at the end of this, I I could not believe what I was seeing. I thought everyone was going to jail. Right. That would have been the logical move was to take everyone in cuffs. Well, you know what should have happened Instead, is... Instead, they let the fans damn near... They let... First off, Dana White refuses to put the belt on him. He comes in and coddles Conor McGregor like, are you okay? What's going on? You see him talking to him. You got DC calming down Khabib. You got all the all the teammates fighting each other. There are swarms of cops everywhere, and then there are people in the crowd. I mean, the crowd. Then the stuff crowd starts then, throwing I things. Be a riot. That's what I thought. I thought there was going to be a once riot Bruce there. Buffer made that announcement. Things went off. Things went really, really off, off the rail. Mm-hmm. I I really don't know what to think. Uh, what I mean. 
everyone's going to get fined. It's got to happen. No. But that's like I a mean, slap on the wrist when they just made a hundred million. I, I mean, honestly speaking, after what happened in New York, and, and I think we talked about that on this show here, when he got off with a slap, when Connor got off with a slap on the wrist after New York, I mean, the guy got five hours of community service. Let me give you an example of how little five hours of community service is. Okay, I had to do that once, five hours of community service back in 20-fucking-11 for running a goddamn red light. Okay, I had to do five hours of community service to fucking, for running a fucking red light that went from yellow to red. Two yards or something to blow off five hours? Cut two yards of grass or something? Maybe pick up... I I wound up going to fucking read read the school with kids, read the kids at school, which didn't bother me. I enjoyed doing that shit anyway, but... Exactly, (laughs) you can do that for free. Right, that sounds like something you do without being told. Exactly. And Conor McGregor gets away with it. He ruins the New York card by taking three fighters off of the card with injuries with glass in them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking almost ended fucking Ray Borg's career. Uh, it completely has traumatized Rose Nami Yunus, one of their champions. You know, it uh, cost Michael Chiesa a payday. And by the way, he probably wins that fight. You know, instead he has to take it over. He get wait six months. His mind's not in any fucking loses. I mean, but hey, it's all right because Conor McGregor, he draws money. Controversy creates cash. Fuck the rest of them, you know. Maybe you need to, that's what... If you're a UFC fighter, if you're listening to this, if you're an MMA fighter and you want to get into the UFC, be an obnoxious, boorish son of a bitch who breaks the law, who fucking breaks all the rules, who pisses fucking hot, who does cocaine, do all the things you've been told not to do. Every Everything your coach has told you how to conduct yourself with pride and professionalism, throw all that out the fucking window because apparently it doesn't matter. It, not to the UFC. Obviously, because a guy like Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson would be the face of the UFC if it wasn't for things like this. But it's Conor McGregor's the face of the UFC promoting his alcohol. Which is probably just a rip-off Jameson because that's all he used to drink before. That's all it is. But you know what the thing is? His fans, too. His fans are such fucking sheep. That, that Connor could ejaculate into a fucking bottle and they'd probably buy it and drink it. I mean, that's how fucking stupid his fans are. By the way, Connor's got such a devout fan base, they still spell his first name wrong. It's fucking, you know, that's the, that's the kind of people, though, that they went around. That's the kind of people, as long as there's an ass in every two fucking seats, it doesn't matter if these people know anything about the sport. You know, we're going to bring these guys in who, uh, you know, who, who are... The, the keyboard warriors calling these fighters pussy and, you know, people calling fucking, uh... I can't stand the them. I can't stand them, bro. And they were throwing things all over the cops and over Khabib. They were throwing yeah. beer and, and these Irish flags. Yeah, I was the Irish flag I saw. No, a bunch of Irish flags were being thrown. Like, that was yeah. a crazy scene. Because even if the fighters were to go haywire, we're not supposed to follow suit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the people you see in the cage are acting like fucking uncivilized dipshits. Why, you know, the fans are the, probably, these fans in the crowd that, by the way, were probably inebriated fucking two fights into the fight pass oh, portion man. of the card. What do you expect them to act like? You can see it. Like, by the time we were halfway through the prelims, even my wife were like, look at them, they're drunk. They're super drunk. Oh, half the motherfuckers probably, I mean, I can tell you, I've seen at least three or four walk in here. Half the motherfuckers were probably drunk before they got in there. They were probably drinking at the fucking casinos and came into the fight. Half of them were probably drunk. Those that weren't drunk, 
uh, when they came into the casino were drunk before the fucking, they were probably drunk before the fucking, uh, the Scott Holzman fight. I mean, yeah. it's and, just, and the it, that's the kind of thing that you want. They've got to know a little bit about the fight game because every single time Conor McGregor got taken down, the, the booze got louder and louder. Oh, yeah. You know why it got louder and louder? Because they don't want to, they knew what the fuck that was happening. They knew their fucking hero has fucking no defense for Habib's takedown defense, which, by the way, that's not a knock on Conor. That ought to show you how fucking good Habib is. If Habib wants to take you down, the guy used to wrestle bears, for Christ's sake. I mean, you know, he used to wrestle bears. You know, what's a fucking 155-pound fucking kid from Dublin, Ireland going to do? But, you know, those people booed because they knew how Habib, they they didn't want Habib get you down the fight's over. And Connor has no fucking answer and, and for it. For so those who think that he's lying, you can look it up. Khabib really did used to wrestle bears as a kid. There's a YouTube video of him wrestling a fucking grizzly bear. The guy wrestled that? fucking bears. I mean, and by the way, he wrestles Dan Cormier, and you listen to Cormier. Cormier will say nobody champ. takes him down more. What's that? Cormier's the heavyweight champ. Heavyweight and, champ. Heavyweight. And he is every bit of heavyweight. Believe me. Cormier probably walks around at 260 pounds. Habib's lucky if he pushes a buck 70. And he said Habib takes him down at free will. Now, mind you, Cormier was an Olympic fucking wrestler. Olympic. Habib takes him down at free will. Fuck. And he fucking takes Conor McGregor down. And he passes his guard pretty easily. He keeps wrapping his legs up, like wrapping them in this really tight, straight lace type position and then he climbs on top of him and he really started raining down shots when he got in the full guard and he's po- and once he postured yeah, sure. he really started raining down these really hard shots that put this mouse over McGregor's eye once McGregor's eyes was messed up in the second round Khabib came out and hit him with a right hand that dropped him and it was like rinse wash and repeat over and over and over and over again, he was just getting his single leg takedown that Connor just could not defend. None. And the fucking, it, 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 a lot of the people, a lot of the questions heading into this fight that, that the, the media was throwing out there, the casual fans were throwing out there, even the hardcore fans that, that know a bit about the fight, even fighters themselves were saying, what's going to happen when Khabib gets clipped? What's going to happen when Connor hit clips Khabib? And we've seen Khabib. We've seen Habib get dropped. I mean, we've seen fucking, uh, we've seen, uh, you know, Michael Johnson drop Habib. Yeah, Michael Johnson uh, dropped him. Actually, Ally Aquinta caught him. Ally Aquinta dropped him. Yep. <laughs> caught him real good and made him stumble. Uh, there was a couple of other guys that caught him, but Khabib kind of catches these shots and gets mad. <laughs> and, yeah. And then once he gets mad, you're up in the air. And you don't know how you got up there. And he slammed me. And he did slam McGregor twice in this match. And you can see kind of the wind go out of McGregor where he's like, he doesn't know what to do at this point. He kind of, once Khabib got his back and he started like really pressuring him down and started to pull him down and slam him and stuff like that, like Connor was lost. He really was lost. And they really said like during the open workouts that that's what he was working on was his takedown defense. It really didn't look like it. It did. It, it did look at me. It didn't look at me. And listen, you can practice all the takedown defense you want. When you, until you're in there with a guy who wrestles fucking bears for fun, <laughs> I mean, 
you know what I mean? It's like the, all that takedown defense is for not when Habib gets his hands on it, you're going to the ground. It's just a matter of how quick. And kudos to Connor. He did shrug off a few takedown defenses, a few takedown attempts. When I say a few, I yeah, believe I two or three. But here, here's the funny part, dude. How many of you fucking guys listening to this? How many of you gentlemen? If, if you'd have said which fighter was going to get dropped by a punch first, how many of you would have said, how many people would have said Connor? I would have said that, that actually, the surprising part was Khabib was, to me, winning the stand-up. He was. He, that's the whole, that's the saddest part. Like I said, that's the saddest part of what, that the saddest part of what happened post-fight is the fact that, that Khabib, ten, six weeks from now, Hell, 10 years from now, 10 years from now, we're not going to talk about what a dominant performance would be. Not only did he dominate him in the fucking grappling, but he beat Conor at his own fucking game in the striking. He outstruck McGregor. He threw the better punches. He won the stand-up exchange. He threw, and he put on as decisive a fucking of a performance as you'll see inside that octagon. We're not going to talk about that, though. That's going to be completely overlooked because... He couldn't keep. He couldn't control his anger after the fight, and you know he decided to fucking go punch Dylan Dennis. Yeah, that is crazy, man. And where do you think it's gonna go from here? Like, how many how many people do you think they lost, and how many people do you think they gained from this? You'll gain a few of the drunks. You'll gain drunks. You know, you'll gain the people that find this funny. You'll gain people that you know. Uh, people that those are the same people that are. Uh, People that stand along the interstate highway or looking over the overpass of an interstate highway waiting for a fucking three-car pileup, they'll jump on board for a couple of more events, and they'll jump off just as quick when they realize that that was a fucking mirage, that uh, the UFC has tried to distance themselves from shit like this in the past, except for McGregor and John Jones. So we, they may have gained a fan or two, not enough to make a fucking difference. They'll lose far more than they gained. A lot, I, I, they'll lose a lot more as far as civilized fight fans, because the civilized fight fans are really appalled by a situation like this, especially it took so much for us to get New York to legalize MMA. And then That's exactly. all the drama happens in New York. That was the Mecca. That was the Mecca. And you know, I mean, getting New York was such a huge accomplishment, such a huge, then you get New York, and on your very first Madison Square Garden card, or your second Madison Square Garden card, second Madison Square Garden card, you have the star of your company completely destroy the card because he's a fucking idiot that can't control his fucking, you know, emotions. You know, you have him make a complete mockery of the second New York card. And now this happens. You know, now this happens. And by the way, there's a reason they're stuck with Cesaro Eubanks versus uh, fucking uh, Valentina Shevchenko as their main event of the Madison Square Garden card. There's a reason they're stuck with that. And let me tell you, no disrespect to Cesaro, no disrespect to Valentina, but for Madison Square Garden, that's a fucking, that's a, don't take this the wrong way, but that's a fucking... That's a great headliner bout for fucking Jefferson City, Missouri, no, or Kansas that's, City, that's Missouri. Like a UFC fight night or a you fight pass main event. That's like that's like if you're gonna have Mighty Mouse on like a Fox main event for free, then that should be like on a Fox main event for free. But instead, that's exactly. like they can't get Diaz, they can't like 
every and then they want to get all the people that's fucked up over time. They want to get John Jones and Conor McGregor and all these older like fuck ups to main event the New York cards, and they just can't make it to ha- They just can't make it happen. Oh, you know what's funny about you know what's funny about the reason they wouldn't because uh, there was some brief talks that they were going to make a hundred sixty five pound division yeah. and uh, actually make the main event of Nate Diaz versus Dustin Poirier, which is what everybody fucking wants anyway, which would make sense if it was for a belt. But you know why they won't they won't do it because they're worried about how Nate Diaz is going to fucking act in the cage. All right, but this is all right. You know, Nate Diaz flipping the bird and talking shit and doing what Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz have done their entire career. You know, that that's a problem, but tonight's okay. I mean, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't. So do you think the UFC kind of provoked this to happen? Sure did. Sure did. I mean, think about it. When you, when you, in the, when you enable somebody, which is what they've done for Conor McGregor for so damn long, they enable this fucking guy. They allow him to do whatever the hell he wants, you know, and act however he wants. And let's be honest, if you don't think that they had a big money hand in him getting a five fucking hour community service slap on the wrist for what he did, which, by the way, was assault, which was damage of fucking property. Yeah. I'm guaranteeing you if that would have been any other fighter on the fucking roster, they would have fucking and, spent time in jail. And, and it would have probably that he he made three fighters pull out of this card. That's right. That's right. One of them, two of them are putting lawsuits against him. Two of them are fucking pressing charges against him. So this guy committed assault. He committed fucking damage of a property. He destroyed a card. He gets, he gets a fucking, he gets a less of a fucking penalty than I did for running a yellow light that turned red. Fuck. I mean, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. I've, I've been punished more than that for driving offenses. Yeah. That's sad. That's sad, man. And I mean, so yeah, this UFC's fault. They enabled it. What's that? Millions of dollars. He's got millions of dollars on us. And this oh. guy just keeps doing terrible things to people. I'm, and, and what's the problem? Well, here's another thing. Right even before that. Remember we mentioned we mentioned Jason High getting fired for bumping a referee after his loss, after mm-hmm. his fight? He bumped into a fucking ref. Well, right before that New York City shit, the Dolly incident, this guy jumped the fucking cage at a Bellator event in Ireland and fucking shoved and fucking punched Mark Goddard. Remember that. This guy, he punches a fucking referee, he assaults a referee. It's like there's rules for everybody else and there's rules for Conor McGregor and John Jones because they moved dick. I mean, it's, it's, so yeah, to answer your question in a nutshell, this, the UFC does, they, 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 they do get their rocks off on this because it's fucking, it's money. It's money then because people are going to talk about it. So the pun- what do you think the punishment should be and what do you think the punishment is going to be from the UFC? Dana will say all the right shit now. Dana will say they'll say all the right things for the next week. What should the punishment be? Both these motherfuckers should be every person that was involved in that post fight fracas should be fucking suspended. And when I say suspended, I'm not talking for fucking 90 days or well, I'm talking they should be indefinitely suspended. And, you know, you're talking at least a year or two. Habib should be stripped. Connor should be fucking, which Connor's got enough money. He doesn't fight big fucking deal. But I, I mean, at the minimum, they all should be fucking indefinitely suspended with no end return in sight. Um, what will happen yeah. Connor will probably get a fucking one hour community service where he goes and fucking 
feed the homeless at a fucking shelter in Vegas somewhere, and Habib will fucking, you know. If you tell me who's going to get the stiffer penalty, I think it's going to be Habib. I think it's going to be Habib. Habib will probably get, she might get stripped. Well, do you, then, think, do you think Khabib should get the stiffer penalty? I think that he should, actually, because he kind of instigated the whole thing. He did, well? Because he was the first one, but besides him actually still hitting McGregor after the ref stopped the fight, he did yeah. jump the fence. Yeah, man. Look, Khabib fucked up. There's no question in my mind. Khabib fucked up. But was yeah. it warranted? Well, yeah, it was warranted. Yeah, it was warranted. But you know what? It's like I tell my kids: sometimes you got to be the bigger man. So Habib fucked up badly here. Habib fucked up badly for the better part of a year. Yeah, I, I think that I think any just any punishment the penalty should is going to be justified. But at the same time, after they gave Connor a fucking slap on the wrist. They're gonna look like the biggest damned hypocrites known to fucking mankind, and they're clearly gonna show that they they're gonna send a clear cut message to the rest of their roster if they don't give Habib the same punishment. If they don't, if Habib doesn't get a, if Connor didn't get a slap under, if Connor got a slap on the wrist and Habib doesn't, I don't, I don't know. I think it's all fucked up. I it, think it's it really all fucked is, up. It's really a crazy situation for the whole sport of MMA because you. Yeah. Because you really want to see both of these guys back in the octagon again. You really want to see them redeem themselves. But at the same time, you really want to see them punished for what's happened because we worked so hard to get this whole thing legalized. And now there are MMA gyms everywhere all over the world. And they're they're spotlighting it and fucking it up right in front of our eyes. That's it. It's 100%. I mean, I actually, buddy of mine... <laughs> Buddy of mine who was in the UFC, who has, you know, he this my buddy of mine, he fought several pretty prominent. I mean, he's fought fucking Robert Whitaker. He fought fucking, uh, you know, he fought uh, Michael Chies. I mean, this guy's fought some talent. He texts me and says, this is a sport that I fucking do part. You know, I'm, I'm in the United States military. I'm a staff sergeant, enlisted nine. And he's like, this is the sport that I spend my free time representing. Yeah, it's it really it really puts a damper on the really hard working and aspiring fighters to make it feel like if if this is what I got to do to get in, then maybe I don't want to do it. That's right. Because That's right. There's a lot of people who are really good hearted and work hard and want to prove that fighting has a lot to do with athleticism, technique, and brain power. And people like this are going around with this brute strength and anger making it seem like you have to uh, judge up controversy to even get a spot. Now, That's I mean, it. What it really looked like to me at the end, I mean, it reminded me of pro wrestling, to be honest with you. I mean, that's what I would expect to see at a wrestling show. You know, the, the how it happened and yeah, everything that went down. But, you know, that stuff's scripted and this isn't. You know, it's not it? supposed to be. I don't know. If it I mean, is but not. McGregor is the closest thing you'll get to a WWE superstar in real life. He really oh. thinks that he's above the law at this point, mm -hmm. and as they're showing, he is. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, that's. 
right, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, if this was WWE, <laughs> Vince McMahon would suck every dick in fucking the state of Connecticut to get someone like Conor McGregor to get that kind of fucking reaction, to get one of his workers to get that kind of reaction. I mean, look, Vince would spread cheeks. <laughs> Vince would spread cheeks for fucking... He'd spread cheeks for Mr. He'd spread cheeks for every fucking horse that runs a preakness if Roman Reigns got the kind of reactions that Connor does. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I the difference the is, like you question. said, Maddie, this isn't wrestling, you the know? The biggest question is, why do people love Conor McGregor? Why do people love Donald Trump? They're loudmouths, pretty much. That's what they, they, they say, you know, they have charisma... And they, you know, tell it like it is, and they're entertaining. But they're just loudmouths, pretty much. You all know, they do is, is talk shit. Loudmouth, big mouth. I'm talking to all this shit. I'm, and I'm just, you know. Donald Trump literally stuff. went on record saying that this is the worst time in America for men. Like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, the country you're the president of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Think about it, though. It's like you we're in the such president a president of the United States, and you're saying this is the worst time for you? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a simple solution out there, bud. <laughs> there's a simple solution. Going around antagonizing people, talking about their dead parents, and talking yep. about their religion and what they believe in. And now because you get beat up you're gonna you're gonna get mad and people eat it up they the, he's like I hate to say it but the, he's like some kind of prophet or something and the people just they just hang on his every word why though because he's entertaining art because he, he entertains the people he's what's so entertaining about being a dick like is is this like the personification of jackass li, uh, like I guess, live I guess so you know they do what the people want to see they want to see the whole shit talker and this is what society wants apparently. I loved nothing more than seeing Conor McGregor get beat up I mean, that's what I think. That's what that society warmed wants. my heart every time no he got kidding. took down. Too, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I was smiling from here to here. Every single that. time Khabib threw a punch down, like, I, I smiled. Was, I was smiling from here to here watching that because it's been so long, and I feel like you know it was a long time. But let's for not Conor forget, McGregor. Conor McGregor lost his last fight when he fought Floyd. He lost when he fought Diaz. He lost, and yet people they they still. I don't understand. It's not like he's an underdog or something. Well, you know the sad thing is, though? I mean, we've seen... This, the shit talking's not a new phenomenon. Fucking Muhammad Ali made a fucking, you know, made a career out of it. I can deal with the shit talking. I can deal with it. Right. I mean, I can deal with him shit because before that, he, you know, he talked shit and he'd back it up. I mean, I'm going to knock fucking Jose Aldo out and around. Now, at that point, Jose Aldo was, hadn't lost a fight in 13 yeah, years. He, he goes on. And I mean, if you look at Conor McGregor's story, it's fucking pretty. The guy doesn't need to fucking do this bullshit. That's the fucking thing. I mean, his backstory alone. Seven years ago, Conor McGregor was living in Ireland on fucking welfare, food stamps, didn't even have enough money to pay for his fucking medicals to fight Joe Duffy. That was seven years ago. Yeah, and, now and he's Conor McGregor made it out of the dirt. Conor McGregor was undefeated in the UFC for years. I mean, and the right. thing was, like, you turn into this guy that's throwing dollies at buses and you're cursing out people and throwing water bottles at press conferences. And, like, what is this? I mean, like, do you, is, that, is that really how money changes someone? I, as I said, I think it's the show. 
You know, he knows how to play to the people. He knows what apparently what, but the, the, what the population yeah, wants to even, see. Even with all of the bullshit that he's doing, I've never heard a crowd in the UFC louder than what they cheered him at the weigh-ins. It's insane. It's that. insane. I don't understand it, but people love that man. I've never... Yes. I was I was really in awe when they pulled the camera back away from the octagon and showed him standing in front of the octagon and the way the crowd was going crazy. I've never seen anything like it before, except in WrestleMania. That's the oh, only thing you. I let, can compare ask, to that. Let me, ask, let me ask you this question. Is there a professional athlete in sports today of any variety that, get, that gets that kind of reaction? I don't nobody. think so. Not LeBron James, not Kobe no. Bryant, nobody, really. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think it's it's like, I don't know really what it is about Conor McGregor that people love so much, but I've never seen the reaction that he gets. And by the time he comes to the ring, his fans are so inebriated, they shouldn't even remember who he is. <laughs> most of them barely know. Like I said, most of them, if you ask them to spell his name, they'll spell Conor with two N's, not one. I mean, so most of the motherfuckers don't even know how to spell his name right. But there's something about him that gravitates, baby. It's the shit talking. And it, it just seems like the sad thing is the more and more obnoxious he gets and the crazier shit he does. I mean, let's go back to the fucking Mayweather press conference. Let's call it as it is, gentlemen. Half the shit he was saying in was one of those racist. press conferences was borderline fucking racist. No I mean, borderline to it. It was racist. Thank you, thank you. I'm the same way. That's when they say borderline. You know, dance for me, boy. I mean, dance what the fuck? If you're, if you're not this, yeah. he can't read. He snatches his backpack. Yeah. Oh, it's only I mean, was, fifty grand, and what? Oh, it's like I was waiting for him the next press. I was saying to one of my good friend of mine, I said to him, I said to him when this was going on, I said, dude, what's going to happen next? Is he going to come out in the fucking, is he going to come out with the cloak and burning cross in his next one? I mean, it was fucking, it was insane. It right. was fucking I was, racist. I was expecting you know? him to come out in blackface, acting like a Mayweather. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking, so, you know, it's, it's, but the, it's the worse he acts, the more people like him. I don't understand. Is that, is that telling of what society is nowadays that we, we appreciate, I mean, we appreciate people that fucking mock a woman that's accusing somebody of being, you know, accusing somebody of rape, that claims she's been raped, we're going to mock her, yeah, we're going to mock a disabled reporter, we're going to mock a fucking African-American, I mean, that's the society we're in now, it's embarrassing, go ahead. It really is, that really is embarrassing, that's the President of the United States mocking a woman on her testimony. I mean, honestly, yeah. I think you just said it, that's the society that we're in, you know. The more outrageous you are, the more outlandish stuff you do. Pretty much as, as offensive as you can get. That's, that's how much people like you. You know, the well, more that's, stuff you to do, me, that's going to draw people like you. away from the sport. Because if motherfuckers like Conor McGregor is going to be the biggest star, if motherfuckers like uh, the Catch Me Outside bitch is going to be the biggest star, if motherfuckers like, like Eminem is an incredible rapper, and the only way he gets credibility is to fucking go off on everybody that's rapping yeah like yeah. that's crazy that's crazy well, that's the society we live in outside of sports if you look at something you mentioned one of the names if you look at some of some people who are celebrities in 2018 or have been celebrities let's go back all the way to 2012 here last six years you look at some of these people that are celebrities the kardashians kim kardashian came got her claim to fame was getting fucked on camera by ray j that's you know what I mean? The first time I can remember ever hearing her name. 
Yeah, you know, that was the first time I remember it. I mean, and that's sort of the big redeeming quality is these the, the sisters have fucked half the National Football League. You know, Danielle Bergnoli, you mentioned her, cash me outside for being a 6 to 15-year-old that when oh, I was 15, if I'd acted that way, I'd be dead. I wouldn't be having this conversation with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, my mother would have killed me. killed me. Yeah. Take me on Dr. Phil, my ass. They'd have beat the fuck out of me. Likewise, likewise, we wouldn't be having this conversation, you know, and that would have been justified. But you got her, I mean, we'll go back to fucking Snooki. Who the fuck's Nicole Peluzzi or Snooki or whatever, you know, a girl that gets Who drunk and fuck fucks. Yeah, stuff, uh, and, and their claim to fame is drinking and fucking and like, and that's, Con that's Conor McGregor's claim to fame is drinking and acting the ass and saying that, oh, I can knock everybody <laughs> out, he but he's losing. So where does, even if he does decide to come back, where does he go? Because he owes Nick Diaz a trilogy. He just got mauled by Khabib. The top five people in the lightweight division he can't really fuck with. So what does he do? <laughs> I'll tell you what happens. No, no in the UFC, they'll strip Khabib and they'll fucking indefinitely suspend him for two or three years. And they'll put him in there with Anthony Pettis and tell Pettis you got to fight him. But they'll put him in there with somebody and they think he can beat the shit out of They'll do whatever they can to get that belt back on Connor. Watch and see. Because they know the guy's a fucking draw and they need draws but more the, than ever. The now. next person that's in line is going to be Tony, Tony Ferguson. So if and he's you know going to come back and he, fight for that belt, El Kakui is going to beat him up. Oh, you think Kakui beats him? I really do because I believe that Conor McGregor shows the same assets as Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis has to fight you from a distance, and so does Conor McGregor. He has to fight you from a distance. Well, now we know Conor McGregor cheats a lot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Well. And Tony Ferguson will just take those punches, even though he did get clipped by Anthony Pettis and almost got finished. Yeah, he's been... The thing about Kakui is he's been he's been clipped a few times, and I mean, we said the same about fucking Michael. We said the same about Habib. But the thing is, I don't think Kakui is nearly the wrestler Habib is. I don't think he's nearly, you know. So that's where I'm a little bit dicey on it. To where, look, if if he gets hit by some of the shots, they're fucking. And I said before with Habib, I said Habib's not going to give him time to get these shots off, but I think he'll eat one or two to put fucking, he'll eat one or two of Connor's shots to make sure he gets them on his back. I don't think Ferguson can eat those shots. I really don't. I mean, the guy almost got fucking finished by Lando Venata. Okay, and I'm not knocking Lando. Groovy's a fucking yeah, animal. Lando but. was a great stand-up fighter, and his, his range was incredible. Yeah. And he, I mean, was, he was one of those kickboxers that really could throw some attacks. For I really thought Lando Venado was going to be like a real prospect. And Kakui stopped all that. Yeah. And then he did the same thing to a lot of these up-and-coming guys. He stopped all their momentum. Yeah. And let's not forget that Tony Ferguson is on an 11-fight win streak. Absolutely. He had a Absolutely. title that he never lost. So, and let me throw another question out there for you then. <laughs> Do they make this 165-pound weight class and fucking tell Ferguson go fight there? Or better yet, tell Connor to go fight there and fucking beat up Dustin Poirier or have the trilogy fight with Nate Diaz? Well, see, My principle is the they're going to put a belt on Connor McGregor. The problem is Dustin Poirier already lost to Connor McGregor in convincing fashion. First round knockout. So oh, sure, but if that was also four years ago, though, to be fair. That was four years ago. 
if they do make this 165-pound belt, the only logical fight would be Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz because it kills two birds with one stone. It gives you the 165-pound division, and it also gives you the trilogy with Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. That's, that makes a ton of sense, and I don't disagree at all with you, but what happens if Madison Square Garden dusted pulls off the shocker? I mean, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, and, and I never doubt Dustin Poirier because he can do it, and he always finds a way to pull it out, but he is coming off a loss. Oh, that's true. That's true. I mean... Oh, here's one for you. They put him in there. They tell fucking Diaz and fucking whatever, 165. They tell Ferguson to move his ass to 65. And they fucking make Connor versus, I don't know, uh, fucking throw another. I'm throwing, I'm thinking of it. Connor versus Justin Gagey. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm just honestly thinking they could make a fight like that because they're fucking so hell bound on making Connor have a belt. They will try to put Connor McGregor over, but there's not a whole bunch of guys that can convincingly you can put against Connor McGregor. If you're going to have the big money, like you have to put a top five fighter in there with him. And Connor always claims, oh, I want to fight the best fighters, but he loses against the guys who are prepared. Yeah, that's true. Alvarez looked like shit during that fight. I don't know yeah. what was going on with him or what, what, but that wasn't the Alvarez I was used to seeing. That's no. not the Alvarez that they put in there with Dos Anjos for sure. And Conor McGregor mauled him like it was a playtime. But then he goes in there against somebody that's prepared, like Khabib, and he barely lands a, a blow. Well, to be fair, let's be let's be let's be fair here though too. And uh, I'm not the biggest. Jose Aldo was killing motherfuckers. I mean, Jose, Jose Aldo. Aldo also was coming off an injury, and he had pulled out of the first fight because of an injury, and then. You put him in there almost two years later after McGregor's been talking shit about him for the past year and a half. You put a hurt Chad Mendez in there. Yeah, coming off the couch. I always said that they spoon feed Conor McGregor these hurt fighters so he looks the best that he can possibly look. Oh, and I just threw one out there for you, and it's not necessarily hurt. But let's call it as it is. I mean, Justin Gaethje, you could argue, is he a top five fighter? I don't, I mean, that, I that's debatable. So. I think Justin Gaethje just likes being in brawls, and he'll take these punches to see if he can take them, because all he does is just ball up. Because Michael Johnson almost finished him three times. Oh, sure he did. I mean, listen, that, if you watch any of Justin Gaethje's fights, he almost gets finished plenty of times. I every, mean, that's the fucking thing. fight. Every the guy time. almost got finished twice by fucking in two different fights by Luis Palomino, who's a fucking journeyman. I mean, but he's exciting, and that's the whole thing is if you're looking to spoon feed him and put the belt on him. I mean, let's be honest, Justin Gaethje's Justin Gaethje's a type of fighter that feeds right into fucking Habib's ball game or not yeah. Habib into fucking uh, Connor's ball game. He's not going to take him down because I believe McGregor should be suspended. Also, I. 100% with you, believe me. Listen, it, it, it'll, be, it'll be a cold. If I'm if I'm the UFC, it's a cold day in hell before you see either of these guys fight again. But we know that's not going to happen. We know yeah. Connors are fucking cash cow, and they'll bend over and fucking take it up the ass to make sure that guy fucking brings the money. Well, I really want to see what happens because, I mean, not it was embarrassing, but it was interesting. I got to give them that much. 
controversy moves the meat the needle and i want to hear from both fighters to hear what the fuck they got to say to explain this interesting well here's here's an update here's an update this just came through holy fuck here's an update two of the guys in two of the guys and i'm trying to find out who two of the guys are in jail to jump the cage and attack connor and they're getting fucking deported oh so shit Wow. Shit's hitting the fan. That just actually came through to attack to me from a very fucking reliable source that these fucking two of the people that jumped the cage are getting deported and they're fucking going to jail. So, I mean... You heard it here first on the Sons of Legends, man. <laughs> shit's hitting the fan. Shit is hitting the fan, kids. Shit's hitting the fan and it's already started. J-Man, tell them where to reach you, dog. Yeah, you check me out on Facebook, J Pagliero. Check me out on NBC Sports Radio every Thursday night. I'm sure I'll have plenty to say about this on there next week that might not be as PG-13, but check it out, man. I, I'm definitely going to check it out. Last episode I checked out, some shit went down with Rob Emerson, <laughs> and that was crazy. <laughs> So, yeah, it's, it gets worse and worse every week between those two. You want to check it out. You never know what's going to happen next. <laughs> Gunner, tell him where to reach you, dog. Uh, Matt Lindsay on Facebook. Matthew Lindsay 677 on Instagram. Our dog one on Instagram. Arthur Quinn on Facebook. <laughs>